This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Ricardo. My name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. Every now and then, Sam and I have a constructive disagreement on air for your listening pleasure, with each of us championing a different artist for ruthless head-to-head combat. For tonight's episode, we have selected two bands who, for better or worse, are forever going to be compared to one another. Now, we're not going to dredge up the old who-ripped-off-who argument here, mostly because I would win it, but rather, we're going to compare different qualities of the bands across five categories. On one side, Sam is representing Iowa New Metal Maven's Slipknot. And on the other, their multitudinous masked counterparts from Ohio, Mushroomhead. That's right, it's an American Midwest throwdown between highly interesting, influential, and controversial outfits. There will be blood. And in our first category, we are looking at Mainstream Moment, a.k.a. the reason your mum has heard of this band. And I feel like Slipknot has got the advantage when it comes to any kind of mainstream moments. With songs like Duality, Before I Forget, The Devil and I, and Psychosocial, all becoming much more well-known than, well, anything by Mushroomhead. Duality being the song that got me and many others into the band would be an obvious choice here, but Psychosocial is just such a fun and kind of stupid song. Plus, it gives me weird flashbacks to jamming this with an old band when we were meant to actually be practicing. So it's got to be the way to go here. So from 2008's All Hope Is Gone, this is Psychosocial.
easiest way for a left-field new metal band to get eyes on their product circa 2003 was to get one of their songs onto the CD soundtrack to the coolest, goriest movie out. In 2003, that movie was Freddy vs. Jason, and the soundtrack is honestly one of the best examples of its kind from that era. For Mushroom Head, the song that made the cut was Sun Doesn't Rise, a single from their, at the time, forthcoming album, 13. And its inclusion on Freddy vs. Jason gave it the opportunity to rub shoulders with the likes of Lamb of God, Killswitch Engage, and even their rivals in this episode. This was a big deal, and the perfectly timed release drummed up the maximum amount of interest in a new Mushroom Head record. Well played, Japs. Some kind of is heaviest song because it seems like the logical way to compare two bands of this nature. 
in the category that I would think would be the hardest for me to pick a song, the heaviest song by Slipknot comes down to two of their longest. First, you have Iowa from the album of the same name. And honestly, a little part of me feels bad for not giving some Iowa representation in here, spoiler alert, so I may have to play it in a future feature episode. The second is Scissors from their 1999 debut self-titled album. And yeah, this song is straight up heavy, not just for Slipknot. The debut album is their heaviest up until maybe their most recent, We Are Not Your Kind, but nothing on that album comes close to the aggressive magic that is Scissors. Enjoy.
time is right, biding my time until the time is right, biding my time until the time is right, biding my time. It's
When it comes to a battle of heaviness between Slipknot and Mushroomhead, I admit Slipknot will win almost every time. Almost, because a song like Xeroxed exists. A brief but brutal tour de force of blast beats and borderline grindcore vocals. No, I don't know why it's called Xeroxed. You see, one of the least documented tropes of new metal is that their song titles either tended to be very direct with edgelord imagery, or were extremely abstract, likely the result of a gratuitous extended metaphor understood only by the writer. And to make the selection weigh just a little bit more, I've selected the less polished version of this track from the M3 album in 1999. It's ever so slightly more aggravated and raw sounding than the version that was released on XX that scared the hell out of me back in the day.
three is best solo or spin-off project because sometimes you just need a break from your day job. The spin-off band here is an obvious choice because Stone Sour has become almost as well known as Slipknot. Frontman Corey Taylor once described the two bands as Stone Sour being the party and Slipknot being the hangover. So from that description, you get the idea that Stone Sour is a much more light-hearted band. Songs like Through Glass and Bother made them well-known, but at least in my opinion, those are two of their weakest songs and definitely from the two weakest albums in their catalogue. Albums like House of Gold and Bones Part 1 and Part 2 are great concept albums. And then you have their 2017 album Hydrograd, which is just a blast from start to finish. Almost everything about Hydrograd is complete nonsense down to the album name, and nothing on the album is more ridiculous than Rose Red, Violent Blue, The Song Is Dumb and So Am I. Excuse me, oh pardon me, I'm still sticky on the inside. There comes a time when all I do is sit around in contemplation and curse my situation. I'm just too bored for normal news. Be careful of what you wish for. Impossible to just ignore One last time is all I need To get my life in stocks and order They're on the rise this quarter Beware of certain friends We sell you out when everything is free
Despite having almost as many members, Mushroom Head spin-offs are significantly less numerous and famous than those of Slipknot. It's kind of a recurring theme, isn't it? But this does finally give me a chance to talk about the new Psychedelia, the debut solo album from Jeffrey Nothing, who was the band's de facto frontman from 1993 to 2018. Truth be told, 80% of this album kind of sounds a little bit like Mushroom Head offcuts, but it's that other 20% that I find rather interesting because that's where the project really is to validate itself. The almost title track, Psychedelia, drops all of the new metal posturing and delivers a soulful, almost what you'd call a ballad, really, and it's anchored by prog-flavoured instrumentation and a really good vocal performance. And if for whatever reason I don't win this round, I'd gladly weigh the new Psychedelia up against CMFT for a true frontman versus frontman throwdown anytime. Balls in your court, Sam. This yeah, is not. Psychedelia. <laughs>
nobody stay Nobody say it. We can all feel like we're drowning. Or feel like we're failure. is best overall album because that's the easiest measurement to make my best album pick here is perhaps a little controversial among slipknot fans the general consensus is that their second album iowa is an unmatched masterpiece and for a while i did agree however over time i've personally felt that iowa has aged like a fairly long lasting carton of milk however volume three the subliminal verses has aged slightly more gracefully 
Granted, it's the more mainstream and typical new metal of the two, but it is the album that got me into the band and gave us Vermillion and its two halves. Vermillion Part 2 was the song that made me actually take the band seriously as they were clearly more than just one note, like maybe two or three note. But even the first one, while still kind of heavy and plenty dark, is far from loud and aggressive. It's more of a seething rage than an explosive one. And I love it for that. So here we go. This is Vermillion Part 1. And what it's worth, I am also on the Volume 3 track.
There was zero chance that I wasn't going to nominate Mushroom Head's major label debut from 2001 as their best album, and there's a really good reason for that beyond my personal preferences. XX featured re-recorded, remixed, and updated versions of songs from their previous three albums combined. This all but guaranteed that it would be their strongest album as a Voltron of sorts, and I don't believe that they've actually managed to do better than it in the 20 years that followed. XX is an erratic, slightly maddening listening experience, and at the time of its release, it made for some of the most satisfyingly varied eccentric music available to a young metalhead. And what I still reckon one of the best tracks off this album is Never Let It Go. Yeah. 
And finally, that brings us to round five, the New Metal Weirdness Wildcard round, because New Metal tropes were as numerous as they were cringy. So I haven't really gone wild here, but as I previously mentioned, it's not unheard of for Slipknot to take a step back from the heavier, angrier side and lean more into a ballad style. However, for the most part when they did this, the vocals were subdued and kind of unexciting. The exception being my final pick. If there were any one song by Slipknot to show how good a vocalist Corey Taylor actually is, it's gotta be Snuff. This is perhaps their most emotional song they've ever done, and even tops anything by Stone Sour in that regard. This is, as Joey Jordison said, Corey's masterpiece. Enough said. This is Snuff. Long ago, 
In the hierarchy of new metal weirdness, an abrupt change of genre of a single track ranks just above unexpected collaboration, but a step below ironic cover song. And Mushroom Head have done all three. This is a band who have covered both Seal and Pink Floyd, so you know that nothing is off the table here. But the more, for lack of a better word, danceable elements in We Are The Truth from 2014's The Righteous and the Butterfly get my nod for this entry. It turns out that the electronic beats and female vocals on this track were actually indicators of future trends as they appeared frequently on the band's most recent record. We Are The Truth is a solid indication of the playful undertones and unpredictability that spread through Mushroomhead's entire catalogue that are all too often overlooked.
Thank you for once again tuning into the Outer Limit Frequency. In case you haven't figured it out, there's never a loser when it comes to these sort of argument episodes, but we're all winners at the end of the day. And since you like us so much, you will be checking us out on Spotify. And seeing as you and you are both going to be back next week, um, along with us, we will also be back here. Join us for our look at fantasy and music. It'll be weird. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.